We may show you where to look, however, we're not going to tell you what to see. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait. Welcome to a world without definitive expectations. Welcome to a world where we attempt to help you disconnect from the material, where we help you disconnect from sights, sounds, thoughts, and images, which prevents you from connecting with your authentic self, where we attempt to help you help yourself live through life, participate in life, live life out loud through full impact mindfulness, to open your eyes and see color, to avoid walking through life with your eyes wide shut, and with your eyes wide open, also with your ears wide open, so you can listen and hear to the creation around you. Welcome. Welcome again. My name is Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. So, Mr. Mike, we often talk about the ability to disconnect to connect, do we not? Absolutely. So in the past, in our earliest episodes, and we've just recently crossed the 100 threshold, uh, we did some series on the mindfulness of Jesus and Christianity, along with uh, Judaism and also Islam. And today we're going to redirect our little thoughts to Sufism, which is a more mystical form of Islam. Absolutely. And all of those are fully available at fishingwithoutbait.com if you want to look those up. There's a thought that in Sufism, there's a transmission of divine light from the teacher's heart to the heart of the student, rather than seek and participate in worldly knowledge. And today I'd like to talk about 10 Sufi thoughts that come from the Way of Illumination by Hazrat Inyat Khan. We're going to talk about these and we're going to interpret them in our own particular way where we fish without bait. No definitive expectations. And the first thought is that there is one God, the eternal, the only being. None exists save God. And this just merely leads to the higher power. The second thought is that there is one master, the guiding spirit of all souls, who constantly leads followers toward the light. Mike, when we talk about the light, what, what conjures up in your mind? Well, certainly uh, from a Christian upbringing, I'm thinking heaven. I'm thinking that, that, that holy light uh, in the long run. And what is the opposite of light? Darkness. And what is all the evil and sadness and terror and fear in this world often referred to as? Usually the darkness. And when you talk about some, when you talk about fear, what type of color is associated with fear? Black. Black. So isn't it amazing that when we're in a brightly lit room and we feel safe and secure, however, when we turn the lights off, suddenly we have that, we develop that primordial fear, do we not? So when we seek the light, we seek illumination and we seek truth and we seek really the absence of fear. And quite often we need a guide for that. So the third thought is that there is one holy book, the sacred manuscript of nature, which truly enlightens the reader. We interpret that in a number of different ways. You know, everything's open to interpretation. Isn't that beautiful? So the sacred manuscript of nature, what does that tell you, Mike? To me, I mean, that sounds like, you know, how we talk about our Bible and, and, and you know, whatever your book of your religion is, that the, the, those are, that's kind of the, the, the rule set, the sacred, the sacred stories. Sure. And when we, when we talk about the sacred manuscript, when we talk about nature, we talk about being connected, mm-hmm. which is one of the main themes of our program here on Fishing Without Bait, being connected, particularly with the divine and your, and your authentic self. 
So often, Mike, when we talk about languages, we often talk about not necessarily the meaning of the words, but we talk about the tonation and we talk about the inflection and the vibration of the language. So our voices are merely what? Sounds. They produce sounds, and sounds are made by vibrations. Okay? So when we're talking about Sanskrit, and we're talking about particularly one of the most beautiful chants, um so hum, which means I am that. So we've often talked about in the past, Mike, about how there are only so many elements in a periodic table. And for, for the moment. Okay? And they're all made up of whirling atoms, electrons, neutrons. They're all whirling, and they're causing vibrations. So the idea is that we're all made up of the same energy. I am that, which means that you and I are of the same energy of the trees, of the rocks, of the birds, of the water, which is one of the guiding principles of Buddhism and Hindu, that there be no intentional killing. So the idea is that when we kill nature, we kill ourselves. So we talk about the idea, the sacred manuscript of nature being connected. The fourth thought is that there is one religion, the unswerving progress in the right direction towards the ideal, which fulfills the life purpose of every soul. And isn't that one of our main thrusts in our program, to find your life's purpose, to find what gives you joy in your life? Number five is there one law, the law of reciprocity, which can be observed by a selfless conscience together with a sense of awakened justice. A law of reciprocity. We want to do to others as we want them to do to us. The selfless conscience, which means the deflation of the ego, which we often talk about, and a sense of awakened justice, which is doing the next right thing. All these things transverse time, and there's a commonality that exists between us all, between all faiths and all religions. Number six is there is one brotherhood and sisterhood, the human brotherhood and sisterhood, which unites the children of earth indiscriminately in the parenthood of God. And if you'll notice that the Sufis were not made up of misogynists, were they? They include the brotherhood and sisterhood and unites them indiscriminately. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? So number seven says there's one moral, the love which springs forth from the self-denial and blooms in deeds of beneficence. When we talk about deeds of beneficence, we talk about having goodwill and good faith and good deeds toward all. Not just the people that we love, not just the people that love us or do nice things for us. And if you remember, Mike, the Buddha talks about compassion and great compassion. Compassion is loving someone that loves you. Compassion is loving everyone. And when we talk about unconditional love, we talk about loving someone so much and expecting nothing in return. And again, I refer back to the Quaker thought of holding people in the light which means that we attempt to connect and join with the Creator of the Divine's infinite love for another person, place, or thing. So, number eight says, There is one object of praise, the beauty which uplifts the heart of its worshippers through all aspects, from the seen to the unseen. So, again, we refer back to our thoughts of walking through our lives with our eyes wide open rather than our eyes wide shut, to be able to see beyond the mundane, to be able to see beyond the surface of life. And 9 says, There is one truth, the true knowledge of our being within and without, which is the essence of all wisdom. So we're talking about the true knowledge of ourselves. We're talking about that connection. We're talking about understanding our authentic selves. And if you remember back when we talked about the Bible's Jesus, we talked about him being constantly questioned by the scribes who were the lawyers. 
And they asked him, what were the two greatest commandments? And he said, love the Lord God with your whole heart, your whole soul, and your whole mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, which always tells us we can only love others in direct proportion to how much we care and love about ourselves. And number 10 says, there is one path, the annihilation of the false ego in the real which raises the mortal to immortality, and in which resides all perfection. So again, we're talking about annihilation of the false ego. We're talking about having your own perspective, having the courage to choose and avoid being influenced by people, places, things, or situations, being bombarded with all the information that we receive every single day telling us how we should be and what we need and what we want. So tell me, Mike, we just went over those briefly. Tell me tell me something wrong with those. Tell me who could argue against those. Because they all talk about equality and love in this thing. Yes. And what is the basis of all faiths? Love. Yes. Do unto others as you would want them do unto you. Okay? So at the base of everything, we're all the same. Um so hum, I am that. And that's my challenge to everyone today out there to walk through your life with your eyes wide open rather than your eyes wide shut. See the light in everyone rather than the darkness. Turn on a light, the light in yourself. Be good to yourself, be good to another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait click the shop icon on our website we have clothing mugs cell phone cases and so much more show the world that you fish without bait fishing without bait is a production of namaste holistic counseling pc